You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday morning. Now, let's turn to our next guest and topic of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about food waste and food insecurity as we're marking the World Food Day, which is this Saturday on the 16th of October. And I'm really delighted to be joined by Billy Young, the CEO of Feeding Hong Kong, which is a local charity that aims to reduce food waste and also redistribute food resources to other charities. Billy, welcome on the program. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Noreen. Thanks for having me. We are live this morning on Facebook also, so I'd love for our listeners to join us there. We're we're multitasking here in the studio. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And feel free to to, to join us with this discussion. Feel free to share your own practices on how you uh, stop wasting food in your own household. So, Billy, before we talk about food insecurity and the bigger topics, perhaps you can outline and share the work you do at Feeding Hong Kong. Thank you. Um... At Feed in Hong Kong, I think to put it simply, what our um, core DNA is, is rescuing food, rescuing surplus, which if we didn't do this, would have been uh, driven to landfills and been wasted. That is our core. We bring rescue food, we bring the food in, we sort it, we pack it, and then we distribute it to around 150 uh, welfare organizations, charities, NGOs, so then they have a better use and they can use this food for their own recipients or their own uh, clientele. Yeah. Can, can you outline the process for us? How, how does it work? So a charity in need of food, do they approach you? How, how does it work? Um, basically, it's two sides. Um, we call it the inside, inbound, and the outbound. In terms of the uh, inbound, we go to the, all the food donors, everybody who has any food, whether it's manufacturing, hotels, airlines, and we go to them and say, okay, do you have any surplus? Then we bring the food in, and then we store it. On the outbound, uh, the charities that we we they, they they call to us and say that they need food. Then we understand their requirements. We understand what they need, when they need it, and how they need it. And then we try to distribute it according to their needs, and in particularly their storage capabilities, because a lot of our food may be fresh or dairy products, and sometimes in Hong Kong, space is very valuable and scarce. So therefore, sometimes we may need to put it in, a fridge, in our fridges um, before we distribute to them on a neat basis. Yeah. Can, can you uh, uh, sort of outline the picture of, of, of uh, the local food wastage problem? I've heard that it's quite serious in Hong Kong. What's it like? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> with, with a big sigh. I think I'm not telling you something which everyone doesn't know. I mean, it's pretty bad in a sense. I mean, every day uh, we hear is around 3,000 tonnes of food every day going to landfill. Well, it's 3,000 tons is basically over 220 double-decker buses every day putting stuff in the landfill. Um, so two-thirds is around is from households. Two-thirds from households? Yeah. Wow. And about one-third is from, I say, commercial organizations. And within that one-third, I think a reasonable significant percentage is actually good, edible, quality food, which would be wasted if it's given to landfill. And that's what we want to target to bring in and redistribute that to those charities which we think is urgently needed for those food. Yeah, well, throwing the pandemic in, in the mix as well, how has that sort of complicated your, your job? Because in a way, I, I think that that must have affected the landscape of food redistribution because maybe perhaps are people worried about food hygiene and, and those sorts of issues? Did it affect um, sort of donors' mentality to want to donate food? 
Again, you know, uh, that's a great question and, and a great observation. Um, definitely, uh, I think in general, um, the economy uh, has been affected by COVID. So people are more careful in terms of their planning. On the other side, we also see as a great opportunity because um, when the food has been brought in, because of um, COVID cancellations of events, uh, maybe people are not going out so much. So therefore, actually, the amount of surplus is still available. And even though it's been reduced, it's basically reducing, but still a lot out there. Uh, in terms of our operations, uh, what COVID has uh, affected us in terms of our operation, because sometimes when somebody catches COVID, then he's out for a few days. So what we have done is that we, in our operation, we try to do contingency planning, which is basically having two separate operations with two separate teams. So when one team is affected, hopefully the team continue. Because we have made a promise uh, internally and to Hong Kong is that we will stay open uh, in, in this uh, um, dynamic um, pandemic. Because while COVID stops operation, it doesn't stop hunger. And hunger continues always. Yeah, absolutely. And and part of uh, World Food Day is not just addressing the issue of food waste, but it's also addressing food insecurity and, and hunger. Well, let's talk about food insecurity. I, I think it seems like a term that's a bit far removed from the Hong Kong context. But actually, Hong Kong is sort of very in danger of food insecurity. We import so much of our food. Um, I think, as you mentioned, if the supply chain sort of stops, then we're stuck. I mean, we can rely on our sort of reserves in, in the supermarket. But when that stops, hunger will, will, will start. How does that affect sort of the poorer sector of um, of Hong Kong? Um, you're right. I mean, in terms of our imports, um, we may bring in, because of the COVID fed economy, one thing is very clear, is the prices have gone up. Yes. And because the prices have gone up, plus coupled with people having affected by the jobs. So therefore, um, people are maybe out of a job or the salary reduced for a, so basically it's a double whammer. More expensive, less percentage spend. So basically induces or affects the, the, the less uh, fortunate families that to live to buy the basic foods in Hong Kong. You're right, Billy. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, actually throughout the pandemic, but at the beginning when panic buying set in, everybody was buying all the food and then there was hardly any food left in the supermarket. And it really definitely, I mean, everybody felt that, but I think it definitely affected those who perhaps couldn't order online or, you know, people from lower income families. How did that affect your work or, or you know, what did you do in that situation? I think Hong Kong is, um, is very quick to, quick to action. <laughs> but when a pandemic comes up. Or a typhoon, for that matter. Or a matter. typhoon, <laughs> or even anything at all, then people stock up. Yes. And they stock up for more than they actually need, which means the supply cannot match demand. So therefore, those who still need it, hard to get it. And so, it goes to waste because I'm I'm sure they don't use up all the I don't know how many tins of corn do you need? I don't know. Exactly, no. That's why <laughs> two thirds of the waste comes from households, households. because when these go, um, expire or they're not needed, then what they do? They throw it away, and that's tragic. Um, so we try to do our part in terms of uh, the commercial side. Also, we try to do our part in terms of residential, where we actually encourage residential households to bring the food back to the company. So therefore, the company can arrange, for example, food drive, and they can drive all the stuff wherever they want to our warehouse, which we have three floors, and our warehouse is around 10,000 square feet, which is around, it's about two basketball 
feels, which then we'll happily take it in, whatever it is, and we'll make sure we find a good home for it. Yeah. Right? That's so important because there are people who are hungry and there are people in need in, in, in Hong Kong as well. Let's talk about attitudes towards food. I think, uh, is, is it cultural? Are, are, are Hong Kong people, are, are Chinese people just, you know, like to have a lot of food? I mean, we see it in the banquets and it's, it's, it's a very sort of um, reflective of, of a status. You know, you order so much. And sometimes, from my own observation, People don't finish everything on the table. Um, why are we so wasteful? Again, um, maybe not all. I don't mean to generalize. I'm sure there are listeners listening who are like, no, we don't waste our food. Uh, but by and large, why are some people so wasteful in Hong Kong? Maybe you see me as an example. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm not a very good person in terms of waste. And uh, previously, when I go to a, a restaurant and I entertain guests or even my family, it's sometimes nice or polite to order so to show your generosity and very often you know what you see and what your appetite can take is two different things and very often we don't eat it all yeah. and in hong kong um for me it's not common for me to bring a doggy bag or take it away because it's too ma fun you know and also when i go to the buffet you know um I love food, and then when I see all the food, of course I bring it back, but sometimes, always, me, I bring too much. And then it's get wasted. And that's what that's why I started this job in FHK. When I go out now, and I order, and I go to buffet, I, I kind of like estimate what I want to eat as best I can. And if I don't eat it all, I get in the custom of bringing it home. And that's something I think everybody in Hong Kong can do easily. And actually bring it home and then you reheat it. It's, it's just as tasty. <laughs> yeah. Billy, thank you for being so honest with, with, with your own admission. I think I'm also guilty. I've been to buffet before where, you know, I, I, I get an extra bit of, you know, bread or cheese. And I just think, oh, you know, how many, how many, you know, <laughs> uh, slices of cheese can you actually have? And I think we've all been guilty of that. So, you know, in, in changing attitudes, are you slowly seeing people sort of shift in, in their attitudes? I mean, um, amongst your own group or, or you know, uh, people that you've spoken to? I think happily, we're getting better. I think uh, in general, we're going in the right direction. But this takes time. Um, what we think is that maybe we need to start plant the seeds earlier. So that's why part of our, what we do is the education, that we actually spread the word at the younger age even at kindergarten. And then once this becomes a habit, um, they will then learn it. Also, the benefit is that when these kids go back home and they have dinner with their parents or their grandparents, they can actually see and they actually tell their grandpa and granddad and family, don't waste food. And actually we have found that when kids or grandchildren talk to their parents and grandparents, the effect is much more than any professional advice which they get from outside. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just, it's amazing how influential children can be. And you're right. I think it's also, I remember my grandma's generation. Um, she would always like, you know, reheat the food so many times because she doesn't like food waste because, you know, when, when, when mm. she came to Hong Kong from China, mm. she didn't have a lot of food. So she would, you know, reheat the tongzha, you mm. know, the, the, um, when she makes Chinese soup, you know, the, 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 the mushroom and the meat and the veggie, she'll reheat so many meals. Whereas it's my auntie's generation, my mom's and my 
my auntie's generation say, mm. don't reheat it so many times. You know, it's been three days. You can throw it away. So there's that shift of, you know, there's new food coming. Mm. And now coming to the new generation, well, actually the next generation, they're much more mm. mindful. Mm. And that is, you know, it's sort of come full, full, full circle. So that's uh, amazing in a way. So what sorts of program are you currently running at Feeding Hong Kong? Um, we have different kind of programs. Uh, one we call the normal programs. Uh, Feed in Hong Kong is, is quite well known for our bread run. Yes. That's where we right. actually go out twice a week to all the bakeries in Hong Kong and collect the bread. And we collect a lot of bread. And also we do what we call food packing, which is basically we pack maybe one week or two weeks of food. And then we distribute that to the families. So they have a one week or two weeks uh, food uh, storage there. But in particularly, uh, in terms of the World Food Day, it's something which we really want to celebrate or push or make awareness, is that we're actually are encouraging corporates, uh, organizations to do more food drives. So I think uh, for the World Food Day, one thing, it would be good if we can actually encourage more corporates to talk to their staff and say, hey, let's, let's do a food drive. And whether it comes to us or the charities, that's, that's fine. But I think that's something which we can all can do for this, uh, this, this, this day. Absolutely. It's for a great cause. And actually, you know, I think studies have shown that the, these sorts of events, you know, giving back to the community can actually boost morale and great team building as well when you're doing something great for, 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 for society also. So, Billy, can you just outline again how it works? So if there's a charity or, or, or you know, groups in need of food, do they, can they approach Feeding Hong Kong? How is that set up? I, I think whether it's charity or companies or anybody or people with surplus, yes, that's right. I think they can actually um, uh, follow us through our social media, whether they have a Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, or website, and actually see what we're doing, how we are, how we are handling the food. Also, we have uh, we rely on a lot of volunteers. I think we have over uh, almost a hundred people every week which we work with, and when they come, they give us one hour, one day, wherever. And, and when they come out, they feel very satisfied and very, uh, very encouraging. So follow us through our social media uh, and, then, and then we'll try and keep everybody updated on what we do in Hong Kong. Excellent. And so you're currently also looking for more volunteers. Definitely. I mean, the more volunteers we have, the more we can actually spread the news, the more we can do. Because Hong Kong needs us, needs you everybody to put their hands together and help everybody in Hong Kong. For a great cause. We're celebrating, we're marking World Food Day, which is this Saturday, the 16th of October. And you can do so by supporting our local charity, Feeding Hong Kong. Billy Young, the CEO, was outlining ways that we can reduce food waste. If you are a corporate, if you are an organization with excess food that you'd like to donate, you can get in touch with Feeding Hong Kong. And of course, if you're a charity in need, uh, do uh, follow them on all their social media. Billy, Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure, and I look forward to having you back on next time. Thank you very much. Thank you.